Men Talk Show. We are here for the real men of Christ, the guys that try to stand up and uh, live a righteous life according to God's word. And um, we just like to stand up for these guys and let them know that they're not alone in the things that they go through as they walk through life, trying to live righteously, take care of their family and do things the way Jesus would do. We are here for you guys. We've been here about eight years on and off uh, in a battle with the Lord that I had. Um, my name is Chris Cuff. I'm your host. And I'm here to introduce an uh, interview we had with a brother who's multi-talented. Uh, his name is Thomas Ware. Thomas is a songwriter, performer, artist, uh, also writes scripts, multi-talented brother, and happily, happily married. And the, the subject that he wanted to, to talk on is it's the little things that make a difference, whether it's with your family, with your marriage, or in life. It's the little things. So please enjoy this episode of The Real Men Talk Show. Welcome back to the Real Man Talk Show. Uh, my name is Chris Cuff. I'm one of your hosts. And um, when God called me back to do this show, you know, we've been recording this for about seven years, different episodes on and off, battles with me doing it or not, uh, confidence, depression, everything. I'm just, you know, we're, we're transparent on this show. So one of the people God called me to call is my old friend, uh, my boy right here, Mr. Thomas Ware. How you doing, Thomas? Good, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Oh no, thank you, thank you for having me on because it's definitely, um, it's definitely a moment. I'm glad we finally got a chance to link up. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Awesome, man. So, what have you, what have you been up to, man? First of all, the newest stuff you got going on. Tell me about that. Well, you know, we are still working. Um, we got the new project. The song has been out now. Um, Love Me to Death, and um, we have um, uh, music that we're getting ready to release in January. So we've been working hard on that, as well as uh, working around in and around the movie uh, part of things. So that's kind of been something that's good in uh, between writing uh, scripts and also um, acting songs. So movie, it's been what? a lot. Uh, we actually just had a recent uh, movie that released called Rift. Uh, it released on Amazon Prime, Apple uh tv as well and uh it's going to showtime in february so oh, yeah so it's 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 been a it's been a great deal and i, I just finished writing my first um uh, full script of my own uh and we'll start wow. filming that in january as well so this has been a you know it's, it's exciting time for us that's awesome man and, and i told you you know we are uh the international christian film and music festival and i told you yeah. about that we're gonna link up and have you probably as one of our speakers and you can check it out. It's a whole world that's been going on right here under your nose uh, in Orlando. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we can get you involved in it, man. Um, so while I'm on that, y'all need to get your submissions in, your music in, your films, your scripts, get that stuff in, man. It's due at the beginning of uh, February, I believe. So check it out, go to internationalcff.com. Had to in inject that plug there. So what else you got going on? You talked about you talked about a lounge or something that you're working on. Well, uh, well you know, yeah, man, we 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 have our uh, a boutique, Sheikh Mod uh, boutique that we're working right now. Um, 
and uh, as part the first portion of the uh, the location is clothing, uh, and then the second half is a Wi-Fi lounge called uh, the Rustica. So we have a, a spot there that we're able to do um, some in in-house ministry type stuff uh, outside of the church, more in the field. So we kind of set up the uh, whole atmosphere, man, for just like a comfort zone for people. Wow. So it's really good. How long you guys been working on that? Actually, we had been working on uh, the, the planning of it for some time now, for some, uh, a couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. We actually got the location opened. Uh, I believe we've been open now for two months uh, in the Mineola area down by Claremont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, man. Absolutely. And then, you know, and I told you uh, this, this podcast and show is basically uh, for the men of Christ. Um, what it is, is set up so that the guys who are out there that are really fighting the good fight, as, as we say, uh, trying to live a righteous life, doing what they're supposed to do, you know, trying to best to take care of their families and, and follow God's will. Um, we all go through stuff, man. And we, we hit obstacles and barriers and frustrations. And we we decided to do this podcast to to minister to those guys let them know they're not by themselves and give them maybe some pointers, some advice. Um, just let them know that, that we are with them and we support them and we're here to, to lift them up. That's why it's called the Real Men Talk Show. It's for real men of Christ, not real men. It's real men. So it's, it's for all of us. And it's just like those times, um, you know, when we need to talk. You know, we just we just chop it up. So it's been a minute between me and you. Um, and I know one thing following your social media and your stuff. Um, you are a happily married man. Right. How long, how long y'all been married, man? 14 years now. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. 14 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Kids? Yes. We have four. Four. Four three kids. Boys, one girl. Yes. Okay. Oh, you got a little princess there, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Daddy's girl? Yeah, she is. Completely spoiled. She's daddy's girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be, right? Oh yeah. That's how oh it's yeah, man. Completely. So you know as we go through the walk of being a dad and, and being a husband that there there are things that you need to do for your spouse and for your kids. Um I noticed something actually was on a TV show. Um, it might have been a commercial and this girl was uh, I think she was a softball player and she was getting ready for her game and dad was like uh, I'm sorry honey I can't go to your game and she said oh that's okay you know and I, I remember doing that to, to my daughters when I couldn't make their events and something and, and what I what what the message God gave me for this episode is uh, it's the little things the little things that make a huge difference that you might not think about you might think oh that's this one game or one track meet or or you know one performance but you being there her just seeing you there supporting her even if she just glances at you and you you in the you in the stands or you're in the right. audience makes a huge difference it just tells you you supporting her you know and that's that's a topic that really uh, gravitated towards you. So what what did you think when you saw that topic we put it on there? I mean, how does it relate to you? Well, well, to tell you the truth, is, is it really does relate to me tremendously. I do a lot of counseling. 
um, okay. uh, marriage counseling and mm -hmm. uh, independent counseling with men um, who have a lot of conflict inside of their homes, whether it be, and it's ranged from everywhere from uh, early stages of the marriage and some guys even longevity in marriage. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of the same issues that are present are those issues that we see from the little things. Um, and, and, and tell you the truth, man, like that's one of the areas that men suffer from the most because we don't, a lot of times we don't see the relevance of the yep. little things. We, we kind of look at a bigger picture and, you know, the things that we feel uh, right. most important. However, right. um, those little things mean a lot um, to others. And so uh, I, I saw those, uh, the topic that you gave, and I mm -hmm. think that was the awesome topic. When I saw it, I said, I think I want to talk on this because this is really in my ballpark right here. It's something is that it? I'm passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So talk about it. I mean, like, so earlier in your match, like what are, what are, what are some little things that, that you talk about that might make a difference uh, that, that just, you know, helps? You know, you know, and I'm just gonna pull my mic a little bit closer just to make sure that you guys can hear me good. Um, so, 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 um, you know, one thing that I've realized is uh, I had a lot of turmoil, like turmoil in the beginning of my marriage. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I had the issues wasn't because I was a bad person, it wasn't because my wife was a bad person. Um, it really was because of how I was brought up, how I was raised. And a lot of the areas of emotion um, was void for me because right. I was never really taught emotions, how to be, how to, how to have compassion, empathy, all of these right. things that were really needed when it comes to nurturing a wife. And, and especially when we talk about children, it's a big, big, a very major area inside of marriage that most people don't pay attention to, don't really know, and then it ruins the marriage. And so mm -hmm. me, it, it was a really big tussle. And my wife, uh, very patient. I mean, we went back and forth a lot, man. And so we went to like the scripture, you know what I'm saying? And it's so mm -hmm. many things in the scripture that we overlook pertaining to uh, relationship pertaining to how um, we can treat each other and so one thing for me was just being able to talk from a standpoint of not talking to the boys like it's like you know you talk to the boys in a certain tone you know what right. I'm saying you talk to the right. guys in a certain tone right but when it came to talking to my wife that was one of those areas where I had to learn one mm -hmm. of those little things like to lighten up with the tone you know it's the way, it's the way yeah. to there's a way to uh, discuss things um, and everybody does not receive the same way. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So when you talk, you know, with you and I, we talk, we might talk with a loud voice and carry on. But yeah. when we talk to our wife, we should talk to our wife delicately as if mm -hmm. though, you know, she's the flower that she is. And so when we, when we, that was one of the little things that I had to learn. Another thing that I had to learn that was very important um, is is being able to open up. Yes. Being able to open up, and um, we we bottle up so much stuff as men, mm -hmm. and we we hardly ever learn in life how 
or, or let me put it this way. Once you're married, it's okay to be transparent. It's okay to be open and yeah. talk to your spouse and, and let them know who you are. It's, right. it's very okay. The weaknesses, mm-hmm. the struggles, everything. It's, it's okay to do so because that builds a stronger bond. And that's where you really... Uh, really want your relationship to be in a place where you both can know that we can trust each other and and you got my back you you have you know the areas that i've i've needed help in and building up in i know yours and at, at that point we can you know we can work together now because we have built the foundation built on trust and knowing mm-hmm. that we love each other so that was another area man it's such, it's so little things like that man it means a lot it, it, does, it does mean a lot absolutely yeah. So you're talking about men um, opening up and it's yeah. not really our nature to open up. That's a big, big right. thing that, and I won't say it's a problem. It's right. something that all of us really need to work on. Um, and that really depends on our backgrounds, things that we've been through, the way right. we were raised, as you said. Um, some of us, you know, we've been through some stuff and we are not gonna make ourselves vulnerable to anything. Right. And it, right. it's 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 really even though we right. don't like to say it again weakness, we got to realize that we are in a safe space where right. we can open up, and that's that's something that I'm sure you you go through with your counseling and teaching some of the men going through that. Yes, absolutely. You know, something that's interesting about this show that we found out is that there are a lot of ladies that listen to this show to find out what their men are going through, what men are thinking. They're looking like for the maybe the secret sauce or something, but I think it's helpful for them to know uh, the side, that side of what we go through. I mean, talk about that a little bit, like men coming into marriage or coming to be a unit of two after being by themselves and opening up and, and adjusting. And it's, it's a process. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the one thing, you know, when we talk, when we start talking about the scriptures and we talk about how love is patient, Love yes. is kind, it's long suffering. You know, it, mm. it doesn't keep record. You know, all of these things you start thinking about. Right. That's what it requires in order for you to become one. Because it's a process. And most men don't know how to connect. True. They really don't. They don't know how to connect on a deeper level. It's mm. not something that they try to do. And, and I noticed that a lot of times, a lot of women think that it's something that men try to do. Like they're, right. they're manipulative in some way. But yeah. truthfully, this is who they are. This is all they know. And mm-hmm. so in order for them to get to that place where you really want them to be uh, in that relationship, it's going to require patience. Yes. It's going to require patience. And this is one thing I do say, women must call it out. I'm not telling you to be patient and just suffer. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if if you notice that there's a roadblock there in that area where they can't quite connect and it's it's, it's just not call it out. Let right. them know because they don't know. Right. They really don't know. And and uh, most times in relationships, what happens? We come into the relationship with the thought that you should just know already. You should just yes. know how to feel. You yes, should, I absolutely. should just know already how you think. And it's, it's not the case. We got to approach it from a standpoint of baby status when it comes to our relationship. We got to start this from a baby stage. 
and say, look, these are, this is what I noticed. This is what I have problems with. This is the area that I, I, I really need us to work in. This will make me feel more secure. Mm-hmm. This will, you know, you, you have to state this stuff so that it comes to his knowledge, his it. So when he understands it, then he can actually work in that area. And I right. think that that's very important. A lot of times when I see relationships, most times those relationships suffer so much, man, just because no one's really communicating. Yes. No one's communicating. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I had a session, man, on one of my group sessions with the fellas. I asked them the question. I asked them the question, what, what about your wife aggravates you? And everybody wrote down the, the things that aggravated them. And it's, what about your wife do you wish was better? They wrote it down. And then I said, well, let me ask you this question. How many of you, before you married, sat down with your wife and stated your expectations and asked her, what is her expectation? None of them did. Right. And so now you're angry at her Mm -hmm. because she didn't fulfill your expectations, but she never knew your expectations. Right. You see what I'm saying? So now we have an issue. And, and, and so those are the, some of the things. It's like, you know, we have to communicate. That's mm-hmm. that's really the big thing is communication and getting your husband. Women that have uh, a husband that, that doesn't seem as if though he gets it quite well, it's best for you to start to develop some form of communication counseling so that it's not just words from you, but it's a mediator that can help uh, discuss that. So it's funny, you, you said two of the words that when it comes to marriage um, that uh, I always hear and heard over and over again for years talking about marriage to, to the guys and the ladies is communication is one and the other one is work. It really takes work from both sides for a marriage to work. Um, it's not just going to happen. Um, yeah. And I know firsthand about communications that, you know, it's something that we all have to work on. It's not easy. It's not comfortable all the time. Um, but you love each other. And talk about how God comes into that picture with the work and the communication. Where does where does God fit in to get them on the right path? You know, let me start with the husband first, because I, I believe with the husband, it, it, it all burdens lay on the back of a husband at the end of the day. And, and yep. that's because we have a certain amount of, um, uh, of, of to whom much is given, much is required. And you've been given right. a mission that, that, that is stated by God. And this is something that we have to really pay attention to. Um, we can narrate and we can control the atmosphere of our home and our relationship all by the way that we deal with our wife and by the way that we control our own temperament um wise with words all of these things are pieces of the puzzle that creates a great marriage and when we talk about scripture you can't leave scripture out there's no way possible to leave scripture out and have Mm -hmm. harmony that you really want um so when I look at you know scripture, I, I think about one of the scriptures that uh, when I was having all of these ups and downs and like I scratched my head so much, man, because it was uh, it was just so much uh, 
I could not get this. I could not understand her. I could not, you know, it's that process of every time I think I did the right thing, it was the wrong thing. It was like always something. Right. So right. I'm scratching my head and, you know, the scripture pokes out and says, husbands dwell with your wife according to knowledge. Now, that was a very wise statement. When I, when I really start thinking about it, how often did I sit back and watch her ways? Mm -hmm. Watch her temperament. Right. Watch what makes her upset. Mm -hmm. Watch what changes the mood, the atmosphere in the home. What What is it that does it? What about me? That What are the actions or the attributes that I have that causes these things to happen? Mm -hmm. Is my presence, my words, are they causing it to be a peaceful atmosphere? Am I able to put out a fire when it is one? Or am I adding to the fuel that makes it worse? So I had to dwell with her according to knowledge. I had to learn who she was and learn what makes her tick in every way. So those, that's one area. And then uh, another area is just what, what husband, what man hates his own flesh? You know? start thinking about these things when you really start to look at your wife differently you know before i looked at her as a competition at one point mm -hmm. seems to be in competition all the time the mm -hmm. next thing and before you know it now you start to look at each other like you're enemies and you don't even realize it offense sets in a lot of times from the words that you've chosen and the words that she's chosen and, and it, it it creates an atmosphere and it's like okay well if my words harm you how would I feel if those same words were used towards me? Mm -hmm. If I hurt her, I hurt me. The right. more I paid attention to that, it changed a lot of the ways that I spoke. It changed a lot of the ways that I handled her when it mm -hmm. came to just arguments and, 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 and different disagreements. It changed a lot of things. So. Mm -hmm. God has to be in the center because at the end of the day, who else do I, who else do I judge off of? How do I judge myself in the middle unless I judge someone from someone that's higher than me? You know, someone that's more wise than me, more wiser than I am. So I have to go. Uh, I have to have God in the middle. I remember when we were first getting married, and this is I tell people this story and people don't believe it, but. I sat down with her uncle, who was a pastor, and uh, because her father, he was not in the picture. He was sick at the time. Um, mm -hmm. in and so right before we got married, he asked me the question. He said, do you do you love my do you love my niece? And mm -hmm. I told him, I said, um, I can't say that I love her. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that if I love God, He'll show me how to love. He didn't understand that at the time, I guess, because it was just sound. It's it just the sound of it sounds as if though uh, there's no kind, you know, no connection there. Yeah, either you do, or you don't. What, what yeah, kind of know, answer is that? Yeah, yeah. But I was telling the truth. What did I really know about love at that time? At that mm. time, I was just rededicating my life to Christ. Right. So when it came to love. I did not know, I knew what the feeling was as far as, 
You know what I'm saying? We all yeah. know the feeling. But how many times have you heard someone say they love someone because of the feeling, but then their actions mistreat them? Right. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's a deeper, it's a deeper view than okay, I just love you from like puppy love, bubbly stuff. You know, you're 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 pretty, you you fine, you whatever you might call it. And it's like all of these things kind of draw the conclusion of love to to the normal person. But I wanted to know what is real love, that agape love that we must have for each other so that when we do hurt each other, we can still stick in there. When we when we do get on each other's nerves, the option for leaving is not on the table. We 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 still stick in there. The only way you can really love someone totally with a godly love is if you have God in the middle of it. And until right. you really, you don't know love until God has taken over. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I gave the answer because it was true. And over time, man, it couldn't have been more truer because over time we went through the roughest stages of argument because we just came from two different places. Mm-hmm. My wife knew passion, compassion. She saw it from her grandparents that, that were married for countless years and and but for me i never saw my parents share a lot of uh time touching at all kissing or hugging or i didn't i didn't see that stuff so and 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 i didn't get i I was i was never given a model of relationships Mm -hmm. oh coming into the marriage all i knew was that strong iron fist leadership type of thing from men that you hear most of the time, I run the house, I'm the man of the house, I'm the head of the house, that move, you know? And it's like, I had to learn how this really works together. And the only way I could do that was through the scriptures. The right. scripture was the way that that I, I learned how to love my mm-hmm. wife. And my wife my wife says, even to this day, my wife says that that she she's just amazed how how God has made our marriage such a sweet thing. And all of that took time. You know, if I didn't have that agape love, brother, I would have walked away a long time ago. She would have walked away a long time ago because mm-hmm. of, of the headaches and the arguments in most relationships, most marriages fail because they can't seem to come to a common spot. They always argue, 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 and they look for love in all types of things that are not attached to God they're attached to things such as materialistic things, money, uh, possessions, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even faithfulness, all types of things that are tearing up relationships. You would not have those issues if you had God in the center of it. And mm-hmm. I believe that's the only way that a marriage can truly work. Right. That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. You're listening to and watching the Real Men Talk Show podcast um, here with uh, Thomas Ware. Pastor, Pastor and me, giving us some some sage advice uh, on, on love, and we were talking about it's it's the little things that uh, make a huge difference in a relationship. Talked about um, we also we, we mentioned the work that needs to be done. We uh, also mentioned communication and God being at the center of it. What about little things that you might do for your wife? Uh, you know, around the house or, or making her day a little brighter, little phone call, little message, uh, wash your car. What about things like that? What, what kind of difference does that make yeah. um, in a marriage? It makes a big difference. Um, one thing that I do is flirt. 
all the time. Like, <laughs> all the time. I think she gets sick of me mm-hmm. because if she walks through the house, I make noises. The the, the uh, cat calls. That the guy yeah, yeah. Move yeah. Back. yeah. Whistle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Do it. yeah. And I do it so much to where I know her head is probably like this big in, in the house, you know? <laughs> because, but it's necessary. It's necessary. Uh, it means a lot because guess what? If she's getting it like that at home, if she's getting that much attention at home, nothing else could, could even pull her attention anywhere else. You see what I'm saying? It yeah. all counts. It matters, man. Um, you know, filling the tank up on, on the car, um, uh, taking out the time to, um, she come, when she comes home, the clothes are already washed. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, things that I knew she had it on the agenda for the day, I try to knock it off before she gets back home. You see what I'm saying? So that yeah. way, it's kind of like when she comes in with that dreadful feeling of, oh my God, I still have dishes to wash. I still have this to do. When she, come, when she comes in, it's done already. So that kind of helps. If I can make it home and, and, and get there before her, I try to knock out a lot of stuff before she gets there. That way, she has time to chill and relax with me and the kids, you know what I'm saying, around the house. So these are some of the things that I try to do because it is so important a, because number one, it shows that you care not only about her and helping her, but you also care about freeing up time. It was important for you to free up that time so that you would have time to spend right. versus her coming home doing additional things. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, very important. It goes a long way. A long so what about way. what about with your with your kids? Little things you might do for the kids, or the little details that that might help you with them. Oh my God, brother, these kids are so spoiled. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my wife calls me throughout the day and she's like, Thomas, let me just tell you now, you have these kids so spoiled. That's all she says. But you know, for my children, man, I, I pretty much try to give them everything that I did not have. Um, so for them, I mean, you know, random gifts, random, you know, things. I was told, you know, when you have a daughter, don't come home without something in your hand like you know just something you know it could be something small but something to just kind of give to her so she knows that um you're you're setting a bar for her Mm -hmm. future you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and then you know for the kids man i spend a lot of time with them uh take them out to the games you know the homework process i I spend a lot of time with my children you know just time and you know yeah time is the thing time is more important i tell you time is for some people, it's like, it's a little thing that people overlook. So they'll give them everything to stay out of their face, keep mm-hmm. business somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But for you to sit down with them, run around the house chasing them, playing mm-hmm. monster and whatever else kind of karate things they do. And all of these things mean something and that time will be with them forever. You'll never be able to erase that. How old are your kids? My children are eight, nine, and 11. And we have a 21-year-old. 21-year-old. So he was, was he raised that way as well? Um, 21-year-old? With the 21-year-old, he was, it was a little bit of a hard process with the Mm 21-year-old. Because we had so many external things with the grandparents and things like that that came in the picture um, that that wasn't quite ready to let go. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they kind of got the controlling thing that was happening. So it caused a lot of turbulence, but he was spoiled. He he got a chance to do everything, every shoe he wanted, basketball, loved playing basketball mm. and things of that nature. So it was a long, it was, it was a little bit different just because of the external elements. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even now he's super spoiled still at 21. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's still, still doing, still around and still getting the same treatment. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, he doesn't have to set up to leave, right? He's, he's in a good place, right? He's in a good place, man. Good place. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah, man. What else? What else do you have going on, or that that you'd like to share, or get some information out on? Um, talk about some of the the projects that you've had. Like you, you said, the, the film is coming out, and you're working on another script like that. Um, talk about this film. Like, what is it about? Well, this particular first film is called Clemstein, and Clemstein is actually uh, a film with a young lady. Who it's a little bit of a, a horror story mixed with uh, humor and mixed with a little bit of uh, it's faith based inside of it. So you have this 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 woman who is a, somewhat of a, a priestess, witch doctor, and she her daughter dies. And without giving you too much info, her daughter dies, and um, she's done a, a somewhat of a body transfer to keep her daughter alive. And there's this seance thing that she does to keep her into a, a young state in another body and so she has to she has to be able to take the soul of a male in order for her to stay youthful um his parents are spiritual people her his mother is a, a praying mother so there's instances throughout this movie where the uh her mother is trying to constantly put spells and take his life from him but his mother is showing up in these visions where she's praying and warring and, and, uh, on his behalf. So it's, it's a, it, it turns into a comedy because it's a lot of uh, his boys and things like that that are hanging out with him. It's a lot of fear and fear factor mm-hmm. moments in there. It's just humor. It's really funny, hilarious. But in the end, uh, we show how uh, you know his mother prays for him so much, so that the power of God really just saves him from this demonic force that's after him. So it's a real that's, clever, that's yeah, it's a real clever writing, man. I love it. I love it. I like. I, I really believe it's going to be a great uh, movie. Uh, so that's one of the films that I'm writing. I just finished that. We're getting ready to film, um, and I'm finishing up one uh, another movie that's called Time, and that is going to be. Uh, it's more of a mature movie um, and it's written from a standpoint of, of just cherishing time in relationship and how uh, you can't really get time back. So it's, it's going to be a, it's a good, it's a good, it's a great read. Um, That's a whole episode right there. That's a yeah. whole episode and a yeah. film, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to good man if, if someone wants to uh link up with you where can they reach out to you oh always you can always now you can catch me on any social media platform um on instagram the real time square um of course i'm on tiktok facebook uh um, square twitter as well but you can also find me as well on my website chmg.vip chmg.vip that's contagious hope uh, music group so chmg.vip you can find me there 
And um, you can always send me a message on one of those platforms and I'll definitely get back in touch with you as soon as possible. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. I look forward to having you back. We'll chop it up on a different topic. Uh, man, counseling, writing, still doing music because I used to link up with you about the music and yeah, yeah, producer. Yeah. Be all over the place, man. All and counseling. And pastoring. And pastoring. Yeah. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas, man. I appreciate your time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on once again, brother. I appreciate you. All right. God bless you.